Hi, everyone. Uh, before you listen to our podcast this week, I just want to put a little disclaimer here. There was some lag between uh, James and I's audio, and we had a lot of fun recording this episode. We talked about a lot of awesome things. So if you can get past James and I talking, or sometimes, or James laughing and then me telling a joke, then I think you're still going to love this episode. So, uh, so thanks for sticking with us, and uh, we'll hopefully figure this out next time. Thanks. Hello, everybody. I am Hillary, and welcome to the Crash Rhythm Play It Forward podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the things that we wish we knew when we had started playing music. Whoa. Check it out. Thank you so much for tuning in to our third episode. I am joined today by Michael. Hello there. And hey. Hey. These are uh, two guys that we've already heard before, original Junkline members, and they um, somehow have chosen to come back and talk with me again. Yeah, we somehow invited us back, so, uh, you know, I'll take it. That's true. Yeah, it is my fault. Right. <laughs> yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting us. I'm having fun. No okay. problem. How are you guys doing? Tell me, tell me something exciting that's happened this week. Uh, uh, I'm still in school, so I have exams, so it's fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is it fun? Yeah, school's fun. You hear that? Uh, yeah, you're right. Kids Sorry, in the yeah. audience, school is a nice time. School is fun. <laughs> that doesn't mean that exam season. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be able to separate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, what about you? Uh, I've been uh, not in school, which is also kind of fun right now, but it's very important. Um, I've been, uh, yeah, I've actually been editing one of the pieces that I wrote back when I was in university. I've been prepping the oh, score. Ooh, which one? Yeah. Uh, the eulogy for a cloud oh, that was my big uh, oh, yeah. oh, is it still on soundcloud yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. it is yeah right. it's on soundcloud feel free to look it up michael j pellucci at soundcloud love it eulogy for a it's a good one <laughs> we saw it live oh fantastic yeah that's a great you'll one. laugh you'll cry one. you won't awesome. know what to think after listening to it i actually just um so this is what how what an interesting segue into oh. the topic going back and oh, wow. going back and looking at stuff because i've i did the same mind you i we just the three of us were just talking about how i don't have ableton anymore but and what is ableton? i listened like ableton is a i think you could describe it better than i could but it's a like a music and it's software. free for the next 90 days so go check it out if you're interested that's <laughs> that very true? true i'm not sponsored i'm not oh. sponsored i'm not sponsored. <laughs> but i uh i re-listened to my album that i made on ableton oh, and yeah. I would say like 75% of the album to me still holds up. So I was like, nice. That's pretty tight. Cool. That's quality. Where can we, where can we listen to that one, Hill? That's Hillary Whiskey oh. on SoundCloud. And the album was called this, what? This... Hillary... <laughs> and the album was called Influences in oh. C. Because, and like every time I hear that title of the album, I laugh a little because the reason, do you know why it's in C? Uh, like C major? I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, C major and C minor, but you, know, uh, right? you only learn how to play those keys. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, I'm a drummer. Oh, <laughs> oh a drummer burn. No, it's because the MIDI controller I had had two octaves of C, and if I had done any other key, I wouldn't have had two okay. octaves. Oh yeah, that was your little. That was your mini, right? The MPK yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty-five. So, yeah. I'm not sponsored by a Kai. Oh yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I bought I bought that used off James uh, that's himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Wow. All right, boys. Well, let's okay. get into it. So, um, 
Who wants to start? Uh, oh, we're talking things is... we wish we learned when yes. we got. So we're gonna we're gonna go around and we're each gonna say one thing until we've each said three things, and uh, we're just uh, looking for things that. And I asked these guys to prepare this ahead of time, <laughs> but um, that we and and Michael told me that he's just gonna he's just ripping off all of James's ideas. So we'll see if they sound identical or not. You know what? Yeah, can I go first? Oh, okay, you go first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're just gonna just kind of talk about things that we know now as musicians that we wish we knew when we started making music. Things that we wish um, maybe we had learned, or things that we wish people had told us, or like our outlook on music, or anything like that. So, um, Michael. Yeah. You go first. What's your okay. first thing? So just to speak to the question a little bit too. So I also phrased it where um, things that looking back now that I started to learn that were actually extremely important in kind of the of okay, musician yeah. that I've become. Um, Absolutely. So, so I think the first thing is, you know, music can, can really be what you want it to be, like from your lesson. Mm -hmm. um, so when I first started taking piano lessons, I was six, a wee lad. Um, and I would be mm -hmm. taking them from my neighbor. Um, when we studied there, it was kind of through uh, some, you know, some reading books, really kind of basic. And then, you know, it gets a little bit more advanced. Um, but I did that for about a year. Um, but then while she was there, she was showing me like a song that she learned because she was taking jazz and blues lessons from this other piano. She showed me one of those songs. And I, I it was like something flicked a, a switch in my head. And from that, uh, you know, I, we transitioned into lessons, so I started taking them from this this new teacher, um, which I really engaged with because he helped engage my creativity, which is a big part of my love for music. Um, and then through him, you know, that's where I discovered, you know, even more of my love for. It. So I think, absolutely, yeah, I think the important thing there is, you know, if if you don't have the opportunity to explore what kind of music or to expose yourself to different aspects of the creativity the parts of the music that you like, you know, you're not really going to know. Absolutely. And that's like one of those things that we talked about last week, where when you start uh, learning music or piano or, you know, whatever instrument you're learning, um, the kind of go-to structure is the Royal Conservatory. And a lot of people think that when you're a kid, sorry, you think that that's the rite of passage right. to make music. Right. And if you don't get your grade, whatever, then you're not, you're not going to do it. You're not good enough. Like that's how you have to make music. And that's what I thought too. When I was a kid, I thought that if I wasn't working towards grade four conservatory, right. then I wasn't really being a musician. And the thing is I didn't like it. So then I was like, well, if this is what it takes to be a musician and I'm not enjoying it, I guess music's not for me. And that's exactly. kind of how I felt until I started taking drums. Right. Yeah, you really so have got, to and then what a hypocrite. And I have my grade eight percussion. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Loser. Hey everybody! <laughs> <laughs> My mom made me do it. <laughs> it's kind of cool though, because at the time, at the time, I was the youngest person in Canada Whoa, to have it. That's... Wow! Yeah, I, I got it when I was that's 17, pretty rad. 18. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. The the thing though is they don't have the like the manpower slash woman power to send me a percussionist to adjudicate me. So they actually sent me like a clarinet player <laughs> to adjudicate me. Oh, okay. So. So but I'm I also the youngest person with grade eight clarinet as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she actually gave me grade eight clarinet. Can't yeah. play a lick. It's for the trouble. <laughs> All right, James. All right, what's your my first, first one? one is uh, one thing I wish I knew when I was getting into this hullabaloo was it's not about the gear. Uh, 
Yeah, and that, oh. you know, there's a popular saying, uh, you know, it's not the kitchen, it's the cook. And, you know, there's oh. basically what I'm trying to say is you see, I guess this goes more towards um, composition. You know, sometimes you see people in their studios and, and how they work and, and composer A is in a $40,000 room, you know, and he has every instrument known to, to humanity on the wall. And, you know, and you're like, dang, if I want to sound like this guy, I'm going to need a studio like this guy. And, and but then but then you look at composer Absolutely. B and it's just a guy with a laptop and and mm-hmm. and really one thing I learned you know when I was for for those who don't know I compose a lot of electroacoustic works um so synthesizers and what have you but uh you know I got caught up in in you know I can make this album or I can make this piece but if only I had this gear or the synthesizer and next thing you know I find myself buying I'm I'm basically doing more shopping more buying um than i am actually actually composing so yeah and then right. so basically i what i'm trying to say is get a basic piece of equipment or, or or an instrument you know it could be a like a basic keyboard or piano or trombone or whatever you're playing and just learn it inside and out and then once you feel like you've mastered what you have already then that's when you can consider maybe upgrading or buying something new interesting i feel like that's a great piece of advice for like parents of teenagers oh for sure like you know what i mean like that's when you you're getting into your instrument and like how many times have you heard you know teenagers like buying like this most expensive like shredding yeah and 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 exactly and and there's uh unless you can master the basic one and and you have a reason as to okay i've mastered this one but i know that the better one can do this you know then you have a reason to buy it um i remember my one of my trombone teachers he for years, he played on uh, like a $3,000 horn, and he had it mastered inside and out. And all of his life, he wanted this like $10,000, I won't say the name of the product, but he wanted this $10,000 trombone. And he finally got it, and he had it for a month or two, and he's like, you know what? I just couldn't gel with it. I couldn't get it to work. So so he sold it back, and now he plays on his, uh, on his original one. So it really shows you that it's not, you know, the yeah. price tag on gear um, – on, on instruments, really, it doesn't reflect how you will gel with it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and if there's any proof to that, I play on garbage cans. Hey, and you rock <laughs> them. So you sound better than half. Thank you. Kiss. As, oh, thank as you. do you guys. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, that's absolutely true. And there's all that. Um, and like maybe Michael can ag- agree with me on this. Um, and if you don't agree with me, that's fine too, Michael. But when you when we are in university, there seems even though like our studio was like super tight and like really like a family, like, yeah. you know, great, great group of like musicians, but, and people, yeah. <laughs> but um, there's like the mallet. Like I always felt like, I don't know enough about mallets. Right. And I, and even today, I don't even really care that much about what sticks I use. And like, I, you know, care a lot about a lot of things when it comes to music and I'm particular about certain things, but I, when it comes to like the sticks, I'm like, yeah, if it's a, a certain like thickness, that's good. But I'm not like, oh, yeah, I'm like, like, I've never understood the the stick system, like the 5B, 2A. Like, that's never meant anything think- to me. Okay. <laughs> and I've always just been like, man, I, people are always talking like, oh, what kind of sticks do you use? I'm like, um, the kind that feel nice in my hand. Yeah, the available one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to and, say. And that's yeah. just like the a, work, a big workflow thing, like, too, right? And a workflow and combined with a, a collector's, you know, like a lot of people just like simply yes. like collecting them. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. That's kind of how I am with snare drums. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, like, and if you're willing to give me a snare drum or I find one cheap, <laughs> I've got it. I, think I have eight <laughs> snare drums. Oh my God. I honestly think I have eight <laughs> snare drums. Isn't that insane? Everyone's got that thing. I, I was actually going to tag on to, to what James was saying too about the instruments. Um, I think growing up too as a, as a drummer, um, like on a drum kit, you, you also have that same thing where not necessarily um, the price of the equipment, but just the amount of equipment. Because a lot of people you'll, well, you'll yeah. see as like a drummer and it's like, okay, well, they have one tom, you know, and then floor tom and, you know, just a super tight little kit. And then they're playing and they're rocking that. But then I think uh, most drummers in Hill, I don't know if you can speak to it, but most drummers, they, they do that when they're starting. And they're like, oh, I need, you know, two more toms. I need like an extra mm-hmm. kind of cymbals and I need this cymbal and this cymbal and this. And then it becomes, again, about that hardware instead of, a, instead of the craft. Right? Exactly. And next thing you Absolutely. know, you're surrounded by all these instruments that you have no idea how to use, really. <laughs> <laughs> no idea that's like that trombone trombone that michael oh yeah i think i, I think I put, uh... <laughs> but mind you that was yeah that was dirt cheap so yeah thirty dollars no thirty dollars i'll do it yeah, yeah. all right hillary what's your <laughs> no uh what's your what's your fact? yeah your number my one. number one or or, or yeah. in no particular order but um the first one that i was gonna say is i wish when i started that um someone told me the importance of a short quality practice yeah it's not mm-hmm. it's not quality or quantity it's quality yeah but i wish someone had said to me and and i say this to my students all the time is i if you're sitting down and really just focusing and playing what i'm telling you to work on and it's like applicable to the piece we're working on or it's applicable to like the whatever and you just sit there for 10 minutes three times a week that for me would have worked way better than when my teacher told me okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to sit down for 45 minutes, like every day and you're going to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that to me sounds terrible. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to do it at all. Right. Which is worse than if I had just dedicated nonstop 10 minutes to what I was working on three times. Oh yeah. Right. And I think like if someone said to me, like just someone saying to you, like, it's okay to practice for 10 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. As long as it's not a waste of 10 minutes, like it's okay to practice for 10 minutes. And that would have made me practice piano more. Like I definitely would have played the more piano, but um, I mean, obviously with drums, it was like a non-issue. I was playing constantly, but with the piano, like that was something I wish I had known. And then even things like, um, like when we got to university and like playing that four mallet marimba piece that I wasn't crazy about, right. you know, and instead I just wanted to like learn my timpani or learn my snare, right? Like this multi-perk thing for, for, for like wind ensemble, right? Like right. If, if I had just been like, why don't I just stop this? and work on that marimba piece for 10 minutes. Like just the moments like that would have totally changed. Like I, you know, I just wish I had done that because I preach it and I didn't practice ah, it when I was a kid. I think that's a great piece of advice though. Just, just a short 10 minutes Thanks, James. You know, with all aspects of life, you know, like <laughs> exercise, you know, playing a sport, mm-hmm. just, just. Okay. You're not going to stop. You're not going to convince <laughs> me to exercise now. Sorry, not, I forgot. I forgot. To this. Podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not uh, this is for okay. nerds. Games. <laughs> whatever. Okay, whatever it is, just just do it ten minutes a day. Sure, it just keeps your brain in check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, yeah. absolutely, it does. Yeah, I think it's, it's the familiarity, important. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of I'm getting into it, that I'm kind of it like three times. And, and you get more comfortable doing it into that system. So I mean, like, if you start with doing it like the three times for ten minutes a week, you know, it's it's pretty easy to turn that into three fifteens or four tens. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. now and you're kind of drawn to it. 
Yeah. And that's the plan with my students, right? Is like make practicing not seem so. Oh, you got to enjoy it. You know, if you don't, you don't enjoy it, you won't, you won't, you you, you naturally just won't, it won't stick with you. And that goes back to Michael's point of like learning something that you actually want to learn, working on things that you want to work on. Right. So if you combine those two things, you're going to be great. Uh, Okay. Great. All right, Michael, hit us with number two. All right. So um, another one that I have is, again, it's a little bit more about kind of looking back to it now, um, kind of ways to uh, incorporate, you know, transitioning music into adult life. And I know we talked about this a little bit in the last podcast, but I think it's ways to kind of look forward to it. So, um, you know, whether you're doing something like, you know, you yourself are doing Hillary or myself with our kind of music lessons that are programs that we're running. Um, but that was something that we had to come upon ourselves. Like we really didn't, we really weren't instructed into, you know, the different ways or avenues that we can incorporate this, everything that we've learned and our passion into some sort of a career. Now, a lot of people, when they think right. of starting an instrument, you know, the, the end goal is being, you know, you know a rock concert star. master or, you know, performing. Exactly, exactly, rock star. But, you know, finding ways to, <laughs> to make it, you know, more accessible and, you know, I wish there was a little bit more of guidance along the way. Right. Not even incorporated in musical curriculum, whether that's in school um, or just in kind of conversations uh, with, with musicians that, you know, they can really impart that wisdom. The, I mean, and they have, people have to know that if they, um, and like, yeah, you're right. Like when we were in grade 12, right. Yeah. It would have been nice to know stuff like this, but we had to know, or I wish we could have known that, um, no one's going to spoon feed you how you're going to make music no. your career. <clears throat> right. And no one, and there is no, like, you know, when you're, uh, you know, uh, I don't know when you're like a plumber, like your job is going to be, you go to people's houses and you go to whatever, you know, like, and you're going to fix their plumbing for them. Like that's your job. Yeah. But when you're a musician, there is no, that's what it is to be a musician because even the people who are super successful, they're doing side gigs all the time. Yeah, constantly. And, and little things here, there, like that's just the nature of what it is to be a musician. Exactly. And there's no, the, norm. The, the thing that needs to be taught is like, you need to find it. That's exactly right. And you need to make it. And it like, you're going to be doing things that you don't uh, want to yeah, do. Yeah. Do the gigs you don't right? want. But like, kind of we won't mention the though. gigs you don't want. James, what James hit us with, hit us with a John Klein gig that we did not want like back in the day. Oh, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> Oh, I think you do know. Uh, <laughs> I actually can't, to be honest. I can't think about them. I, there, there's been like a few. Um, but mind you, I don't think we've ever done – there's never been a junk line gig that I wasn't excited yeah, we, to do. Yeah. There's, there's been, been a few, few times where we're like in the moment. We're like, ah, oh, paycheck's a paycheck. But, uh, but like I don't think I've yeah, ever been like going a into paycheck. a gig like, oh, let's get this over with. You know, if we, I've been kind of no, excited no, right. to do all of them. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a few, I've definitely had moments with, with crash stuff. Um, and I tell people that if, if it were up to me and I, you know, and money wasn't an issue, um, I would only do junk line gigs, like lessons and uh, like kindergarten yeah. classes. Like those are my favorites. Like going to a kindergarten class is so much fun. I love it. And luckily that's a majority of the gigs I get is at like K one, two. And like, that's such a great age for the bucket drumming. They just like respond so well, not to say I don't like doing the up to grade six, but those younger grades, like just absolutely love it. And when I sit there and go, hi, my name's Hillary. 
and I'm a professional rock star. And they go, oh, oh my goodness. And they look around like, she's a, she's a, I always get one kid who just goes, no, 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 no. And I had this one kid at a ski resort recently in uh, Beaver Valley Ski Club. And this kid, like, it wasn't school. So, like, they had their phones and they were whatever, right? And this one kid goes, what's your name? Or, like, what's the name of your whatever? And I said, Crash Rhythm, right? And then he types it in. And it's a picture of us <laughs> playing on a yeah. stage, the junk line. And he literally and he literally goes, okay, yeah, she's telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, she's a rock star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I took that phone out of his hand and showed everyone. That's too funny. I'm like, oh, can I, can I see that? Can I see that? Perfect. I'm like, see what I'm talking about, kids? Oh, I, look at, I just Googled <laughs> image it. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're basically rock stars. Oh, I'm the first. Are you in any James? Oh, oh yeah. I love you know it. What? That's great news. <laughs> Next time you go, you should hire like have like Michael and I on standby as like fake fans slash paparazzi. Just be like, yeah, like just like, oh my gosh, you're not. Are you <laughs> from Crash? Let me be like, oh, God, hey, you're that drummer God, girl. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Make sure the kids are looking. Thanks so much. Uh, all right. Hilarious. All right, <laughs> James, hit us with your number two. number two. Oh, is this for me? All right. Okay. All right. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Again, I, I feel like I wrote this from a composer standpoint, but always trust your ears. Um, yeah. Like uh, when you start getting into the, the, the world of theory and, and the technical side of it, uh, I feel like you can start overthinking about it mathematically and how something should sound versus how something actually sounds. Um, now, like this is a biased standpoint. Some people might argue differently, but for me, always trust your ears. You know, if it sounds good, it sounds good. Cause that's what music's about in the end, right? Is entertaining your own ears. Um, yep. Now again, you know, just cause it sounds Love good that. to you might not mean it sounds good to the person sitting next to you, but, <laughs> but right. at end of the day, always right. yep. trust your instincts, trust your gut, trust your ears. Yeah. that's great advice that's great advice for composers because like when i started composing electronic stuff the thing that kept getting in my way was i don't know how to use ableton very well um i know that i know that this can be used x y and z and i'm really <laughs> only using it a <laughs> so and i was like eh, that's you know i could, i'm not i'm definitely not the best at this by any means but the music I was making, I was liking the sound of. And I was like, that should be what it is at the end of the day. If I like the sound of it, right. it doesn't matter that I used all the filters and I used all the whatever and the like, you know, add-ons and all that. I didn't use any of that. So it doesn't matter. Like I use presets and I, I like the sound of it because just because I didn't create those sounds, I still created the order they went in and the exactly. notes they played and the rhythms they played and the, the minor yeah. effects that they were given. Yeah. So I, I had to get over that, honestly. Like, when I was writing music, I had to get over the fact that, that like, it it, it sounds good. I like the sound exactly. of it. Exactly. It, a lot of it also, as far as um, your last point, has to do with what your end goal is, right? So if I'm writing a pop song, obviously I have the intention of the whole world liking it, in which case, trust my ears, but I also have to ask my, my friends and family, you know, like, hey, does this sound good to your ears? Because, right. if, if you know, depending on what the what your end goal is, you're going to need to see if it sounds good to other people as well. But uh, as far as like, right, right. I don't know, jamming with people or, or just writing music um, or like, you know, let's say you're um, asking if the, you know, these notes technically shouldn't sound good. How come they sound good? Don't question it. Just leave it. If it sounds good, just leave it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know if you've been in that situation, like, Michael, I, just, I know you do a lot of thing, um, eh? 
uh, scoring. So I don't know if you're ever in that situation. Where you're like something, yeah. this something doesn't look right, but it sounds right. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, Michael's probably more in the like, oh, that piccolo is. Like, <laughs> I don't like that note in bar sixteen. It's so funny because this is the other thing you could be both. Exactly. Of those exactly you're like, <laughs> it doesn't have like, to look pretty. It's just gotta work. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Sometimes and, you just hit the piano and you're just like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. And you're putting it in. And the other thing, too, is like when you're doing it in with an orchestra, you're kind of orchestrating that. So, you know, what what colors do you want to paint that that part mm-hmm. with? Because you, know? you can have like a certain thing and it does sound, you know, really awful. But then you start phrasing it oh, and yeah. kind of orchestrate it for different instruments and kind of transition it. And it really starts to come together in ways that, you know, exactly. you couldn't expect. And then it's yeah. even more intriguing. It, Hillary, what's your number? Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My number two. I like my number two. This one I like a lot. Um, I wish that people put, when you're learning, I wish that your, um, the learning of notes and note durations was given. Sorry, I'm going to start this again. <laughs> my number two, James. Um, <laughs> my number two is that I wish people put as much time into teaching the importance oh, of rest as they one. did notes. That's, that's a 10. That's a 10. How do you feel about that? All right, kids, listen to this one. You know, Woo! ignore everything that Woo! we said Thank previously. You. This is the one. Yeah. 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 This is the one. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. And this is because, and I speak to this um, because I work with um, an ensemble of uh, like nine to 12 year olds. Right. And the thing that I always see, and I see it with my students too, but obviously I have more control over their education, my one-on-one students. Uh, but I see it all the time and people... Um, they, they love holding their half notes for two beats, no, but they will won't. they hold a half rest for two beats? No, sir. Mm. No, they won't. And quarter rests. Less people is more. plow right through them. And less is more. And, and I tell people all the time, I say, these rests that you're playing, and that's right, I said those words, you're going to play rests. Those are as important, if not for more sure. important than the for beats. Sure. Yeah. 100%. Right? Make sure you're holding all of those rests for their full value. Because th- believe it or not, and I think, Michael, this is one of those moments where, um, where it's like super, super intentional. Every rest is intentional. It's when you're playing suspended cymbal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the Absolutely, right? Yeah. You know, and I'll, uh, James, I'll, I'll educate you on this. So yeah. when you're playing suspended cymbal, yeah. um, obviously it rings. But based on the type of note and the type of rest that you see, and like where they're tied, it completely oh, changes sure. the way you yeah. play the symbol. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, what, like, and I get people to ask me all the time, like, how would you play this? I said, well, the fact that there's an eighth rest there means that like this versus if they had just put like a slurred quarter, if they put like this, if they put this, yeah. like I'm changing the stick I'm using because of that. Like there's so like those rests are so, so, so intentional. And they're not just there because they want, something to end they're there because that For has sure. value right like and, that space has value yeah, and to speak to it because like you know maybe you can't really see it as a percussionist looking at your music but you know at that exact same time bringing up the piccolo again maybe there's this little tiny kind of you know oh, passage yeah. uh, that you know starts right there and and you know, by playing that somewhere you're going to be stifled oh it just creates uh yeah less Absolutely. Is, is more you know you, you put too much if there's too much happening then everything sounds muddy and and you just get a, a wall of sound versus, oh, I can actually hear that, you know? Yeah. For sure. The rest really sure. make it musical. Yeah. And yeah. actually, to, to speak to that too, um, it reminds me of this quote. I think it was uh, Oscar Peterson. 
Um, and it was talking more to kind of jazz piano and soloing, um, but it speaks to everything really. And it's, it, it, it goes, it's not the notes that you play, it's the notes that you don't play that really make yeah. a difference. Absolutely. Yeah, think, I love that. Think of the musical space as being, you know, both, you know, the negative space, not playing something, and the positive space, playing something. In order to make that, those Absolutely. kind of positive spaces stand out, you know, sometimes you need to have a moment of silence or kind of those other things to really make that balance. Yeah. And I, I tell my students, like, just imagine that that's the note. <laughs> but you're just not playing it. <laughs> and I teach, I teach the kids as like the moment that I think they're ready for it, I introduce 16th rests. And like people don't talk about 16th rests until you're like way, way into your music education. Like 16th rests to me just doesn't seem like it's uh, like people think, but mind you, maybe it's because I'm a drummer. So <laughs> 16th rest is all we have. <laughs> but yeah, I think that like those are really important for like those interpretation of what I call those like hybrid beats right where you have like eights and sixteenths combined like those things um oh, learning sure. the sixteenth rest is super important all right yes. Mikael, yes you can you're number three okay so i'm gonna just go? be a, a bit quick on this one because i unfortunately i do have to leave because i have an, another meeting um but oh, yeah, this true. one the, this last one and i think is arguably one of the most important ones that i've said is um really about not uh, you know coming down on creativity uh, a lot of music lessons um, mm. kind of follow this curriculum and, and that's totally fine. Um, but a lot of them prioritize, you know, accomplishing this um, to get to this kind of goal uh, much more than they, you know, have any emphasis on the creative aspects of what the instrument can be. Uh, so just, you know, making sure that that is something that is, you know, acknowledged while, while you're doing that. And, you know, if they're coming up, you know, if your student is coming up with a little melody line, it's like, it's not being like, okay, well, stop that. We really need to work on this. You know, this is what we're talking about. It's being like, you know, that's, that's really cool. You know, that's awesome. Did you just come up with that or, and really engaging with them on, you know, their. Oh. <clears throat> Michael, I'm so, I'm so glad you said that because that is like all the time. Like when a kid makes a mistake, it's like, what did I say last week? I said something like, if you're playing the wrong, if you're playing the right notes at the wrong time, it doesn't matter <laughs> if you're doing it on your own. Exactly. It's improvising. Exactly. It's, that, it's that kind of idea, right? It's like, that, that it's, who cares that it was wrong, obviously. Like, what, how often do we play something yeah. right the first time? Never. Never, never. And I tell my students all that, like, that all the time. It's just like, I don't, I'm not expecting you to play it perfectly or the first, I'm not expecting you to play it right the first time. Like, that's not the point. And like, I, I love that. I'm like, oh, that was interesting. Like, was it right? I'm like, I don't care. I loved it. Exactly. <laughs> the amount of times I say that, the kids go, was it right? I go, no, but it was awesome. Yeah, it's important. It's definitely important. Yes, it um, is. I love that. Well done, Michael. Are you going to sign, sign off? off so thanks so much for, for having me, uh, Hillary. It's been a pleasure. And it's uh, nice seeing you again. Yeah, goodbye, Michael. Stay safe. You, seeing us? We're in different cities, dude. you can't cities, see each other? Uh-oh. I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> On the picture is a junk line and crash rhythm <laughs> on Google. Wait, what? There you go. Uh, <laughs> wow, I'm I'm looking through the window for you. I don't All right, see bye, guys. All right, bye, Michael. Thanks, thanks My for pleasure. coming on, Michael. Talk to you later. Okay, James, number three. Number I'm gonna say three. two real quick. Okay, first one. Uh, that's right. I'm gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> yep. Three A is Whoa. take breaks. Three A and three B. Uh, just like studying, you know. Sometimes, uh, let's say you're working on a piece and you're practicing and then after half an hour you know like oh i'm not getting this one lick this one bar just walk away you know 
uh, yeah, have a granola bar and a juice box Just and come away. back like 10 minutes later. And you're like, okay, got a fresh mind. I ate a little something. Take a deep breath. Crack at it. All right. And then, that's oh, a, that's I got to have a snack. Big yeah, I have to you walk have away too. Um, I get I get a little yeah. dizzy sometimes when I yeah, when, yeah. I, oh, when sure. I practicing and things just aren't working out. Uh, okay, three B. Uh, <laughs> it's it's okay to not finish something. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jamie. yeah. It's uh, That's a great whether you're one. whether you're learning a piece of music, uh, whether you are writing a piece of music. You know, everyone everyone at some point in their music career is just gonna hit a wall. Um, and at that point, it's okay. Uh, like, it's totally okay to start practicing a piece. Let's say you're, it's, you know, three, the, the song is three pages long. And you finish the first page and you go and you just fall out of love in it, with it, you know? Like, you, you sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. you discover a piece, you practice it all day, and then you go to bed and you wake up the next morning and you go, you know what? I'm just not really feeling it. I'm not in love with this anymore. I'm done with it. That's totally okay. I'm done you know? with it. There's no shame in walking away. Oh yeah! Wow, I love and, you know, that. I love that one. It, that might be that oh, might the, be better <laughs> than the rest. <laughs> uh, that same with writing music. You know, uh, it happened to me many times where I, you know I'm up all night writing. You know, I work seventy eight hours on a song, and then I go to bed and, and wake up the next day and I think, you know what? I'm just not feeling it anymore. I do, I am no longer passionate about this. I don't delete nope. it, but I archive it. You know? Go, yeah, yeah. I always. Never, I put never. it away. I know and so many things. I'd say of all like the files on my computer, I say I probably have like I don't know. I've had I guess fifty started tunes. I probably got a minute or two into each into a bunch of songs, and then of those fifty, I'd say probably fifteen to twenty I've finished. And that's, I mean, to me, that's okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, now here's here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. How often do you? Um, I mean, you know, it's funny with this uh, quarantine business. I'm actually going through and doing that now. And, you know, sometimes you, you fall back oh, in love sure. with them. Like there's uh, the odd time. Like right now I'm, I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. continuing on a file that's uh, about four years old now. You know, I started four years ago. Never got around to finishing it. And, uh, yeah, now I'm coming back to it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I had it going on. <laughs> and, uh, and because, okay. yeah, so it's like I really fell in I love, love with that. it. And I'm like almost like giving a fist bump to myself from four years ago, being like, yeah, this is good. And, 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 uh, yeah, all because right, James. That, okay. Uh, yeah. This is 3C now. Uh, I don't, leave breadcrumbs for your future self because oh. you never know. <laughs> so sometimes I come back and thank goodness, like I type notes, uh-huh. uh, when I'm composing. So, um, so I'm like, so I'm like, oh, okay, good. Uh, this oh, is what's wow, going on dude. here. This is what I need to know. Um, I guess because I'm doing electronic music, there's a bit more mathematical stuff to it in the sense where it's like oscillators and, and frequency sure, yeah, yeah. tunings and you're you're like taking notes on yeah. the, like the kind of the settings and the parameters yeah, that you yeah, exactly. to it to make um, like a sound. Anyway, like. that is, yeah. That's three A, B, and C. Cool. So. <laughs> well that's great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I set these rules in place. What's the exactly? Point I guess three three A, B, and C is about the lazier side of it. You know, take break, take breaks, and and feel free to walk away oh, from something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. Oh, that's great. Oh, okay, no. so I have, seven, All right, I have well, seventeen that's time more. For me to leave. So um, I guess I'll get cracking. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love that. Like, uh, and the thing that also kind of tying into that is sometimes I'll see um, like a student will be, and I write 
a lot of the exercises and the pieces that my students play because I want it to be perfectly working on what they need. Right. So I spend a lot of time writing it individually for the kids, but I have a bunch of music books and every so often I'm like, you know what, we're, I'm just going to, we're going to look at this piece or we're going to look at this exercise or whatever. And, um, I look at it and it might be like a full page. It might be like, you know, yeah, I don't know, 32 bars or something like that. And I'm like, well, only like eight of these or 16 of these really apply to what we're working on. But then there's this part of me that's like, nope, they have to learn the whole thing. That's the point. It was written that way. And then there's the other part of me is like, no, just work on the eight bars. Exactly. Like, who cares you know, if it started had, halfway down My trombone prof like, used to do the same thing. Deal. They'd be like, um, so, yeah. the point of the piece was to teach a trombone player to read the treble clef, which is something trombonists typically don't do. And, and ah. you know, there'd be, uh, we, right. we'd be working on it together. But it got to the point where he's like, okay, you know how to you know the treble clef um or you know you, you at least know how to read this there's no point cracking away at the musicalities i mean you, you, there is a point sorry but he's like all right let's right. move on to something else you, you you understood the point of the exercise anyway right 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 yeah oh, yeah yeah That's awesome sorry okay my number three my <laughs> number three yeah james hold on my number three um uh, i so we kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, it's kind of ties in a lot of the things we talked about together was the importance of, I wish that it was oh, taught that's a, how to improvise. That's a subject on its own. And I know that some people, <laughs> oh. I know. And I, I know that um, improvising is one of those things that oh, you're, like, you're you naturally can, you good at learn. it or you're not. Right? The- but, oh, you can learn it. No, but that's the point is you can definitely learn it. But I think that a lot of people who, um, are good at improvising it's not always because they worked on it it's because that's something that they've been really good at it and that because they're good at it they work on it and there's people who are not good at it and they don't work on it and then they say well I'm not an improviser so like I like to do stuff with my students where we do explore improvising right just just because I think it's a really important skill set to have as a musician learning how to play yeah, not trust by your what ears. you see but play by what you hear yeah trust your ears see that's what it's saying it's going back to what you said it's also going back to what michael said about um not all music being you know in yeah. this little box like this is music when you're a kid it, like you know it, and that's what he part of what i'm assuming if only he were here to confirm this but i'm assuming a part of why he enjoyed jazz so much is because it had more of that flow to it and had more of that you can make things up and you can exactly. little mistakes, give it character, right? Stuff like that. So, and that's, um, and so I wish that people learned students. I wish kids learned the importance of creating the importance of, you know, listening with their ears and that improvising and not reading music off of a sheet of paper is still music and it's still worth something and people still want to hear it. Exactly. Especially you know, people I, still want to Boom. Make it. There you go. Boom. Mic drop. I always uh, actually Mike did draw. He dropped the call about ten minutes ago. <laughs> uh, right, Mike dropped. Yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah, it, you know, improvising again. It's like like what Michael said. You can earlier is it can be whatever you want to be. I I myself for the most part look at uh, improvising as an exercise um, versus an actual uh, form. Like I don't expect people to listen to me. Imp- I enjoy improvising to for practice but i don't expect people to listen to my improvising yes james what if i told you that Whoa. every single time we did a jungle gig, people heard you improvise 
in front of in front of large crowds <laughs> of nine year olds. But <laughs> yeah, but I guess. Well, there's many different forms of improvising, right? There's there's a people there's, love it. Improvising within doing a solo yes. yeah, yeah. In, a, in a piece. There's free improvisation, um, yes. in which the, the whole song has no structure. Everyone just kind of makes it up, and and that is actually a good. Ex- that's a great exercise, um, totally, because it teaches you how to um, listen. Great exercise uh, versus playing. Um, yeah, I find like I, you know, I, I gain totally. more a lot of uh, with improvising with other musicians. I learn way more when I actually just kind of sit back and, and listen to what they're doing. Because um, then you'll learn about okay, where 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 do I fit in? You know, um, what can I do to make this interesting? Versus what can I do to uh, versus uh, adding something that's just going to make everything muddy. And going back to your exactly, well, yeah. and then going and then going back to your point about rests. In, actually, yeah. sometimes the best part with improvising is you don't actually play anything at all. Like uh, yeah. you just kind of sit back and it, you know it. There's no, exactly. there's no rules really. You can sit back for like a, you know, a minute or two, and then be like, okay, so when I do play, it's going to be interesting, and all of a sudden the audience is going to say, whoa, there's, there's a new sound. Yeah, who's that? Oh. <laughs> hey, who's that? And that's like when I do, who's this guy? That's what I do with uh, when I do some like drum circle stuff, and usually with older kids, I'll do, um, we'll, we'll talk about improvising, we'll do an improvised thing, and like the two things I say is like think about how you can make your voice um, stand out and also yeah. how you can make your voice sit in. Exactly. And also space. Less is more. I'm like, imagine if all of us yeah, then it, it are just playing gets... 16th notes. And we're all playing like accent grid patterns. It's just... Like that's not as interesting as if oh, for one sure. of you just went... I mean, uh... <laughs> and like the ones I love is when I see a kid like... Just without me saying anything, the kid sits and they listen and oh, listen, and yeah, all of a sudden they sure. just come in with like a stick. A, a good, uh, a popular example of this is love uh, that. If you haven't seen already, go to YouTube and you look up uh, five musicians, one guitar. It's the walk off beard, somebody I used to know, and the guy at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. you'll see with the beard. All he does is it. I think four or five times throughout the song, all he does is go, Ping! <laughs> and then he waits two minutes and does it again. But everyone knows that part Ping! because it's funny. He just sits there in silence. And every two minutes or so, yeah, he'll do the spring. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is before example. coming in great and playing something, example. think you know, it is what I'm about to play important, uh, or is it interesting? You know, yeah, yeah. Or d- does it add anything? Absolutely. Like if you break down or every next song you hear on the radio, try and yeah. listen to every little instrument you hear, and be like, and ask yourself. Uh, does this contribute to the to the song? Is it important? And and yes, for for songs that make it to the radio, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually, everything's important. Yeah, yeah. At that point, for sure. It's it's. But yeah, that's uh, man. Great app. Great episode. Feel like we really covered a lot of uh, awesome things that we wish we knew when we were kids. And uh, hopefully, we'll get some people listening to that who maybe have kids who are learning, or maybe some teachers, and they'll think, oh yeah, that's important. Um, not to and say that I'm by neither any am the best I. teacher in the whole world that people should listen to me, <laughs> but, and neither are you, but we've made, we've risen some important points today, some great talking points. And I hope that people, uh, yeah, sorry for it, ranting. I hope, hope you learned laugh, something. <laughs> you made it this far. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> we, yes. Congrats. Thank you. you yeah. Stay the safe end. out there. There folks. is no prize, but thank you so much. Well, Hillary.
Yeah. All right. Well, James, it was a pleasure as always. And uh, on behalf yeah, of Michael, uh, all right. uh, for having him on, I guess. What? Okay. <laughs> That's, a weird thing. That's a weird thing. All right. To say take to myself, care. But yeah. All right. All righty. We'll Bye. see you next time. Thank you for listening to episode three of the Play It Forward Crash Rhythm podcast. This week, uh, we are challenging people to create a productivity playlist so that they can uh, have something that excites them in the morning and gets them up and gets them wanting to feel like a human being, which is kind of what we're all striving for right now. Uh, So thanks again for listening, and uh, we will see you next week with a new episode. Bye-bye.